What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Welcome to Worlds Collide, the wrestling art podcast for wrestling fans by wrestling fans. Featuring Tony Bella from WrestlingTrainingCards.com. This is like a, a stock market. Like- and Zan Morning from Wrestling With Cards on YouTube. And I'm not saying there's a right or wrong answer. I'm just posing the question. Join them as they navigate the world of wrestling cards, helping you build a bigger, better collection, and making some money along the way. What's up, wrestling fans, trading card collectors, worlds collide back again because wrestling cards rule, and we try to keep this consistent <laughs> every single week. Even oh, rules. O'Doyle rules, wrestling cards <laughs> rule. Um, hopefully you guys think this show rules. And if you haven't already, please subscribe wherever you're listening to this. Tell a friend about the show. Leave us a review. And today, we're going to kind of give our review of Select. WWE Panini Select. We've seen a lot of people, you know, posting their hits, giving their thoughts and opinions. Tony's flashing the Loomis Hitman. (laughs) So we thought we'd just take a second and kind of give our thoughts and opinions on it. Tony, have you actually ripped any of these, any of this product yet? Zero. Okay. Uh, There's a box waiting for me at my LCS uh, that I've just been kind of reluctant to go and pick up. And if I did pick it up, I don't know if I'm going to rip it or not. Uh, I just, everything I get from my, uh, my, my local card shop here, I just kind of sits behind me on a shelf. I just got boxes and boxes sitting behind me as I get, uh, you know, payments in product. <laughs> I feel like, you know, I don't know if anybody has ever, besides me and my good friend Mark out in California, is that, and my wife, that's why I married her, has uh, <laughs> you know, ever seen uh, uh, The Adventures of Ford Fairlane. I, I freaking love that movie so much. Uh, but, uh, you know, there's a, a line there where he's like, he doesn't make any money. He gets paid in gifts. <laughs> <laughs> I don't make money. I make gifts. <laughs> and that's kind of how I get paid by my, my local card shop for doing graphic work and other oddball stuff. But I'd like to open a box just to say I did. But this is a random question you just now brought up. Uh, I recently, it's I, I don't know when this will air compared to when my interview with Evan Beauvais was. But we talked about with whatnot and all the ripping and breaking as big as it is. Like, are we going to get to a point where even the overproduced sealed wax is going to be hard to find? I mean, you just now brought that up. I, I just thought of that as you said. I, that. I, I think so. I really do. I think so, because we have more avenues to sell things uh, and we can push it and push it and push it. And so many people want to get involved in this stuff. Uh, yeah, I, I got my first experience uh, as we're recording right now. Last week, I did my first ever jumping in and watching a whatnot live for the first time. Like I never experienced that before. I did it on two of them. Uh, one of them was the Card Foundation guys, and um, excellent, just well run as I expect things from them. Um, and uh, I don't know anything about how it works and kind of navigating myself through the app. It's like that, you know. I, I and just kind of checking things out and oh, you, you have all your items are preloaded and also it really is ebay on crack it and it's really a is. lot easier to get into than ebay it really is uh well as a seller you have to qualify well, i mean as and, a buyer yeah uh so i had signed up back from the we won't the the, the thing the person we shall not ever name you know t-shirt <laughs> uh uh he's the one who got me uh into uh signing up for that and i and i did and um i got approved and i just never did anything with it 
So I finally went in uh, this past week, like I said, and checked everything out. And I was super impressed by it. I'm like, you know what? I probably will not even open an eBay store going just forward. Do when that. I want, yeah, and just do that from my downtime inside my store. Or I might make a weekly, you know, hey, honey, I'm going to be at the shop now until seven o'clock tonight instead of six o'clock because I'm doing an hour of whatnot on this particular night every week. Right. Uh, of just doing whatnot and just selling stuff right there and start building an audience that way to promote my store, to promote, you know, wrestling cards, of course. Um, it, it's incredible. And so I'm, I'm watching stuff, you know, seeing I can find any Luma stuff, but no one's offering any Luma stuff. But, um, you know, it's just, uh, it's amazing. And, and, and Select was definitely the flavor of that. And they're pushing Twitter it. Twitter too. It and it's been it. all over Twitter too. It's been everywhere. And, yeah. uh, it, and I, I love seeing it because people are like, I've heard people like, oh, I just, uh, I cracked open six cases of it. Like, what do you, six cases? What? <laughs> like, holy crap. Uh, I'm hearing guys crack it open. Tw- I heard some uh, open 12 cases on, on one. It, it was just incredible. So it's, it's a beautiful product and uh, I, I love it. So I was familiar with Select through sports cards and I knew of the the levels, which I, I've always thought is interesting. So uh, with wrestling, we've got the concourse, premier, ringside, and then I believe retail exclusive mezzanine. Correct. And so what do you think about putting like you got a base set of all three of those, but then you have parallels of all three of those as well. I think it's cool adding an additional chase. Then again, I'm a person that loves I, parallels I and rainbows. That. I, I do love that aspect too. I feel for the set collectors out there, the, the Chucksters and, and the Pauls from Price Guide. Um, it's going to be very difficult for them. Uh, it's it's doable. It just takes a lot more work to do it. Um, I'm hearing that guys like you know I'm just going to cut it off the 200 cards. So I'm going to collect. That's that's going to be the base set. It's the 200 because everything else beyond that becomes short prints and uh, you know just way more difficult. Mm-hmm. And now hearing with the retail stuff. You know, Chuckster, you know, he cracked open six blasters, one retail exclusive card. That's it. I mean, he got one card above number 300. That was it. Uh, Yeah. I mean, he he made good money if he wants to sell it. He got that, you know, that Brock Lesnar, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, elephant. elephant. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's going to be real tough. And uh, for that, like, I would love to have a base set just to have something for as a showpiece in the, in the store that I, I would sell sure. it, of course, but I don't know if I've even, I'm going to try to attempt to do that. I mean, I just, I just now recently in the last couple of weeks have finished my revolution set finally. And that was hard to fit finish from one, uh, one Oh one through one fifty. That was, those were short printed. Uh, but I just, I feel for the, the, the set collectors on that, but man, if you are after going through for rainbows and like that, like wow, what a lot of fun that is for you. And we're going to talk about the parallels in just a minute. One thing I want to move on to is this is our first uh, taste of Panini relics. And I think for the most part, they knocked it out of the park with this. Now you've got some basic swatches, but what I like what they did is it seems like the lower numbered parallels got better swatches. Yeah, they were smart about that. Color or a little, you know, something that was very visible. And one thing that I, two things that I absolutely loved I think I saw uh, several one of ones that were almost like logo men. For those of you who don't know, that's like, you yeah. know, the the NFL shield or the, the NBA basketball, the logo man patch off the jersey. And the Roman one is the example. The black one of one Roman had the WWE logo. Yeah. As, and I'm like this. And I think Adam Gelman actually is the one who uh, started saying like, hey, this could be the first logo man for wrestling cards. I'm like, 
he's right. This is amazing. Yeah. And the fact that they went to that level of detail to even think about doing that is amazing. The other thing is we're kind of used to this with tops, but Panini has not been doing player worn or game worn in like any of their sports in the last year. Maybe it'll say like, you know, they'll put a patch in there and this card is selling for six figures. And it'll say this patch is not affiliated with any game event or player. So essentially they could have just went and bought something off the rack at Walmart, put it in the card and there, but with this, it actually says on the back of it that it is a event worn, whether it was a match or a photo shoot, it doesn't matter actually worn by that player. So mm-hmm. I think they did a fantastic job with that. What do you think? I agree. I love that whole, like the Luxo Bliss one was really nice too. I saw that. Well, uh, I had yep. like the piece of the, like the doll eye, right? The eye. Like yep. that. It was, it was just, uh, that I noticed that right away too, with the, the, all the load number stuff and the one of one stuff, they really made those, those limited load number type cards very special. And they're already special because they're supposed to be load numbered one of one stuff like that. Uh, but then adding that little extra touch, like we're going to make it so it's only available in this one right here. Right. Uh, I like that a lot. Like I'm never going to own one of those probably, but it's just still, it's so nice to see that, that they took that kind of attention to detail on that. Yep. hundred percent. Um, I don't like, we'll just take a little bit of a sidebar as far as the Loomis stuff. Like, have you seen, does he have relics in this product? Um, I haven't, I haven't seen any relics. I, I have an autograph card as of the time of this recording. I have an autograph card on, on the way. I picked up an autograph card. Um, he himself is not in the first 200, so he's already going to be hard for me to track down anyways. Interesting. Because he's part of – he's number 246 in the set. Gotcha. So he's only in the ringside set. So it's, he's already a short print. Uh, and then – so I, I picked one up relatively cheap. I think I got it for two and a half bucks. Um, so to me, it's – you know, I see guys trying to sell 20, 30 bucks for some of these cards cards the short print ones mm-hmm. uh but i got it for you know two, 250 um and then uh you know the autograph i got for under ten dollars <laughs> can't beat that uh, so i i i, I had to jump on it i had to jump on it and then um uh but i haven't seen anything else i have seen uh the tie-dye several mm-hmm. tie-dyes of his like all of a sudden in one shot like i got a message from someone and he said he goes oh hey I thought of you when I saw this. I'm sure you get that all the time. I thought of you when yep. I saw this, you know, cross, you know, cards like that. You know, I get all the time for Luma stuff. And I go, hey, you know, I actually thanks. I'm already starting my watch list. You know, it's some high price two hundred dollar, you know, tie-dye Loomis card, right? And uh then he goes, Hey, uh also there's another one just now. And I go, Oh, <laughs> he goes, and another one. And I go, Oh my god. And he goes, and another one. It's like there's four tie-dyes within like a half an hour got listed. Wow. And they're all numbered to 25. Right. That's, and that's so I'm like, crazy. I'm watching, I'm watching all four of them. Right. And, but I don't see anything. I saw my good friends over at cherry collectibles over mm-hmm. out of Australia. They pulled a, a, um, uh, what the hell is it? A zebra, uh, mm-hmm. of them, like that. And I'm like, Oh, like, so we're kind of, we're talking right now. We're trying to negotiate right now because I want to get that one. And that was 10. something I was going to ask. Are, are you, um, with so many, uh, parallels and variations are you still going after these just like you would anything else or are Absolutely. you just kind of letting things come to you like how's that going with I'm, so I'm many doing, i'm doing a little bit of both a little bit of both um i actively will pursue some of the things that i'm looking for and i want and then i also still engage in possible deals for those that come to me gotcha so if someone goes oh hey like 
Revolution was a great one. Like I had, I'm having a lot of fun. I'm as of this recording, I'm still one card short of completing that set. I need a Galactic, and then I've got a got a Galactic Kofi Kingston. I'll trade for it. <laughs> um, but um, uh, I even though I already have like the Cosmic and the Sunburst and uh, the, uh, the the Groove and all these things, you know, then they come my way. I'm still taking them. I'll still right. take them. Absolutely, I'll still take them. Especially if like, you know, it, it does affect my. It does affect what I'm willing to pay for something because if I already own it, getting another one sort of kind of takes the value of it down a little bit for me. Like I'm not going to pay the same price I right. paid for that one as you know. That, that I do that. I do the same thing with Cross. Like if I, I'll take all the duplicates, but it, I'm not either going to pay as much or I'm only going to trade. That's the only way. I'll- Correct. Um, so, but uh, I'll, I'm pursuing, you know, all kinds of odds and end things. And I said it on a different podcast before, I think on a round table podcast we did recently um, that uh, I just kind of noticed, I mean, I just kind of put Kurt Angle to the side a little bit. I'm having so much fun with the Dexter Luma stuff. The Kurt Angle stuff is already out, already all out there and I'll, I'll pick things up when I can. Like I, I picked up the, the printing plate set mm-hmm. at, at the national this year. That was pretty much it. Um, but the Luma stuff, I'm just, I'm having too much fun with it. I don't care. And you know what? Give that credit to Panini, I guess. Panini creating all those ma- different types of uh, parallels has made it fun for me. I'm having fun doing that. Uh, I don't have to go out and spend 500 bucks in a box, 200 bucks in a box, 300, but whatever the price points are going to be. I don't have to spend that. I can just go and say, you know what? I'll spend my $5 over here and my $10 over there, my $5 over here. And before you know it, my whole Luma's collection I got a whole Loomis collection for a fraction of what I would have paid for if just for one box. And I want to, I want to kind of go into that talking about the parallels. One thing that we've, I've started to see kind of in the sports card world is people complaining that select has too many parallels and how many different variations of an animal print parallel can you get? And what I'm seeing from the wrestling card community is they're actually all about that. And they love it. The sports cards are like, well, you know, like the elephant print and it, it, it's short printed, but we don't know how many there are. And it seems like the wrestling card guys are just like, I, I, they just want it all. So what do you I, think? I don't, yeah, I don't care. They're like, I don't care. I mean, I, having a that, that uh, tie dye blast, whatever the hell I think is like ultimate war. Like it, it's total color matching. Right. It just matches perfectly. Like it, that's a beautiful looking card. It's a great image, you know, highlighted with a, a great design around it. It's like that. It's just, um, it's beautiful stuff. And it, it's the fun factor, man. It, it's, when you were talking there a second, it made me think for a second. They're going like, here I am. I'm sort of like, I've gone completely 180 of what got me out of collecting yeah. heavy. I got out of collecting because of the parallels and things like that, that Tops was doing back then, which is nothing compared to what is now. I mean, I, sure. that's easy peasy stuff back then. But like when Heritage 2 Chrome came out, I'm like, all right, I'm done. I'm not doing any more refractors and super fractors and extra. Screw that. You know, like I'm right. done. I can't, I can't compete with all. I can't, I just can't keep up. And uh, now here I am, like, I'm all about parallels now, and I'm loving it. So I'm just loving the whole thing. I think, you know, this is, um, you know, Gelman, I think I said that, like, Panini was going to be the the product for super collectors. And he's like, well, not so fast, because they're just going to be, like, you're going to have to pay and chase so much. But uh, to me, it's like you said, like, I'm, like, happily, like, a little bit nervous, but also happily anticipating the cross era within panini because i'm going to get be like you guys i'm going to get to chase all this stuff so it's going to be great you mentioned images i think they knocked it out of the park with almost every single image in this set 
I'm trying to think if there's any any. I mean, I haven't seen all the cards, mm-hmm. I mean, but uh, everything I've seen to date, uh, even you know, uh, certain talent that I'm you know maybe I'm not a fan of for whatever reason, you know, I'm like that's just a pretty card, man. It's a great shot. Like you know, I don't like in action shots, right? But even the in action shots, you know, like yep. I said, they did a great job with it. Yep. Like, like that was, to me. I thought it was a pretty kick-ass picture of Cody Rhodes. I mean, that's a great way to put him back. I love that that card. It's a great-looking card. And this um, is from two guys that hate action shots. And, and we <laughs> hate action shots, I know. And uh, But I love that that image. I, I can't really – I'm sure there's probably, if I looked at all 400 cards in the set, I'm sure there's probably going to be one or two out there at least. I'm like, Ugh. But I haven't seen that yet because I haven't seen them all yet. Everything I've seen that people posted, I either thought was okay or fantastic. I didn't see any that I was like – you know, they're the ones we've talked about with, you know, showing a zoom in of someone's armpit or somebody making a really ugly face that we've talked about on this is your card episodes. But uh, I think they did great. Um, let, me sales... tell, let, me, let me tell you one thing about design, though, on this. I, yeah. The one complaint that I've heard from some collectors out there, and it's been prevalent in each Panini release so far, is that bordered out outline of the talent. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Started with Prism and just kind of continued to go. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's probably, it's, it seems to be, it's almost like at first you look at the cards, you say, great shot, great design, looks awesome. Uh, and you don't really see it. As soon as someone mentions it to you, you can't unsee it anymore. <laughs> right. And I think um, the Andre was the first one that people pointed out on correct. the Andre prism. Yeah. And so uh, it's sort of kind of stuck. And it's like, uh, I, I see that being the one little negative that people have pointed out on designs like that. And I, I can see it. It doesn't bother me as much. So let's talk about the sales and activity. We'll start with the activity. Uh, this is they. These guys have been posting these cards all over Twitter, all over Instagram. Everybody's posting their hits, and it seems like people are getting better cards out of even blasters than they were with Prism or even Hobby Revolution or like any of the some of the AEW. Like I'm just seeing so much select coming out and. It's the fact that people are actually happy with majority. I think I've seen one person that was disappointed with what they got. So we've got the reaction and the activity, but then you've got the sales and I'm sure you and Paul will probably cover some of this, but it seems like I've seen multiple four figure sales this quick with, and, and okay, come on. If you're listening to this and you're used to listening to the big time sports card podcast, Oh, four figures, that's nothing. But with wrestling to have modern cards that are selling that quick, of guys that, you know, are big name guys, but aren't like the ones that you would expect to sell for those. And it being driven by parallels and low numbered cards. I think it's fantastic. Agreed. Uh, I think so too. But I'd also like to be cautious that as of this recording, you know, select's been out only for a short time. Mm-hmm. So will those big numbers out the gate, like everything else previously, is that going to hold true a month from now, two months from now? Depends. I I, I still because if you if you go and look at some of the prism golds, they're they're going for higher now than what they were then. Are but, they? But then if you look at stuff like Mojos or you know the the number out of fifties or out of ninety nines, like that stuff, it has gone down. So that that's where it just comes with knowing the product and knowing how Panini stuff does within sports cards and how generally that would relate into wrestling. But then like you know it's the ultimate chase with this because now you've got multiple one of ones so you've got three levels of one on one plus a mezzanine plus potentially something else then Don't you've forget, got all hey, but those the retail goals. you have four levels of one on ones retail has one of ones too 
Right. So four four levels total. Yeah, but yeah, then yeah. I, I think I thought there was something else too. I thought there was like some kind of variation one of one because I know Prism does that sometimes. They'll do like a variation of their black one of one. And I thought I read somewhere where there was something that was in one of the select products that was exclusive. Maybe I'm wrong, but it's just something else where, um, you know, we're, we're looking at prism golds. Well, prism ringside, has, ringside has black one of ones and they also have a black and gold one of one. That's okay. Yeah. I think that's yeah. what I was thinking. Of, so, so matter of fact, all three of those releases, by the way. So concourse, the first three releases, the first three sections all have two different one of ones you can get out of them. And then the, the retail has its own one one of one. So we're talking about seven Two, one of ones. Seven different one seven different levels of one of ones. Yes. What's your thoughts on that? You think that's uh overkill, or do you think that's just that much more exciting things for super collectors? I like it. I love it. I, I'm I you're talking to a guy now, like I said, I'm a complete 180 from what I used to be about when it came to parallels. I was the guy who didn't like to collect because uh, all the parallels and that's what kind of drove me away from it. Now I'm like, I'm the complete opposite. I, I loving it. I'm loving the chase. I th also think for someone like yourself and me and people who play or collect or super collect, how you want to call it um, your lane is and you're focused on the one thing. So mm -hmm. I don't have to worry about going after as a master set collector or building this kind of, or having multiple people out there like, Oh, I collect Alexa bliss, Roman reigns. I have yeah. four different, I'm, I'm focused on one character, one guy. Um, uh, that's it. And so I only have that one person to worry about. Yep. hundred percent agree. Uh, and it's all we've talked about on our last episode with the round table with uh, Shane and Justin, and we're talking about just focusing on what it is you want, being able to shut out the outside noise. And I think that's what super, we're going to have to do more super collecting episodes because I'm yeah. such a big believer in that, but um, kind of close this one out. What do you think about select going forward? As far as like, we know on paper, these can change. We've seen so much change in a year that, you know, we should see potentially some more select releases within the next year or two for, you know, the second and third and fourth year that, that Panini has the license. We don't know if that stays, but again, we'll see. Uh, what do you think the select as a brand going forward is going to do from this first set and the popularity to maybe what comes out in the future? I guess it depends how long the license is for panini we don't know if it's a two-year three-year four-year we don't we don't know I, I i haven't read it i mean maybe somebody can answer that somebody with inside knowledge can tell us i don't know well i think that i think the year has been established but the problem is like i've heard fanatics is already wanting to buy out panini so then what happens you know what i'm saying who knows so. i mean uh and you start putting out uh you know a, a different set every month every other month is a tops panini tops panini yeah. tops i mean who um, knows i yeah. mean um it's possible I mean, uh, we talked about that at the national. Someone had asked a question about, you know, where do you see if that actually happens? Um, you know, I, th I think Ryan uh, asked that question. Um, uh, was it Macho Madness? Yeah. Uh, I love that guy. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, he's local too. We should go out for a drink once in a while. But um, he uh, he asked that question, like, you know, what what do you see could happen? Like, does one just kind of gobble up the other? Do we just lose to a Chrome? Do we lose Prism? They and then uh, you know Johnny and Danny from the Card Foundation had a great answer for that. It's like, you know, they they believe there's there's room for both of those. You know, does does Prism become like the premier shiny thing, and just below that is Chrome, or are they going to be treated as equals, or you know, who knows? It's that's uh, but there's there's room for both of those. There's room for all that stuff. There's some guys who don't like Prism. There's right. some guys who only like Chrome, right? Uh, and and vice versa. 
So I, there is probably a market for both those, but it'll be interesting, interesting to see this being everything that Panini puts out right now is all debut first edition premiere, all that crap. Uh, so that's going to hold a little bit of level of value down the road too, I think, but you know, I think the excitement of what select has done this time, if they do do a select 2023, which why wouldn't they, I guess, uh, I think that excitement is going to be just as hyped for it. I think. Yeah. I think this is, this is kind of the Chromium product. The wrestling fans wanted, you know, they didn't get that with prism. Uh, I still think prism is from a price standpoint, it's going to cut carry a lot heftier price tag and value and whatnot, but, and, and the cards were harder to pull. But it, it seems like with this, like people even, again, as I said, retail, people were happy with their blasters, which we did not see with Prism. People are more than happy with their uh, hobby boxes that they got, which that's great, too, because we, again, with Prism, some people got, you know, took a bath on hobby boxes also. So I think that's great. And it 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 really, it seems like we're, we have this kind of slow trajectory, like Prism was kind of up and down, but then revolution was seemed to be pretty popular within wrestling fans now select is even more popular than that so yeah. what are we going to get with the nxt uh the immaculate isn't it Matt? immaculate i believe is what's yeah, coming yeah. out next it's just going to be the well, first on-card auto yeah that that's the exciting factor that's going to get collectors to go after mm-hmm. that because it's on-card stuff right and then what i'm you know i'm even hoping for like the the super super like the national tre- treasures level kind of wrestling stuff because we've heard that, you know, I think it was on the card foundation. They said they've got pieces of like Matt Riddle's flip flops mm-hmm. to use in. They're not saying what product, but we can kind of guess it's going to be one of those high end products. So sure. um, as long as Panini's got the license, I'm pretty excited for kind of what we have in store, especially now that cross is back in the fold. It's going to get, yeah. <laughs> give me a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to it. It's, 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 a, it's actually vastly different us talking now about this product and where Panini stands within our hobby than it was at the beginning of the year. Yeah. When, uh, or right around WrestleMania time when, when uh, prism hit where the divide happened, the, the, I think 2022 is going to be the year of the great wrestling card divide. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and it's nice to see that for the most part that is settled into like, okay, you know, uh, we don't hear the little uh, the the digs go from vintage to shiny guys, shiny guys, vintage guy, whatever the case may be. Uh, people seem to be getting back to how we used to be as a nice community uh, and uh, starting to appreciate the lanes they picked and what they're doing. It's like that. And I, I like that. I like to look like, you know what? Let's back it off. I, I collect these, these old guy cards. Oh, no, I collect these. I'm young gun. I collect these guys. And people just kind of like, hey, you know, you just do you. Yeah, you do you guy. And, and I, I'm, I'm liking that. I'm liking that it's kind of gone back to that. And I think it's the excitement is um, uh, of the product is, is showing that, that we're not seeing a lot of people going like, oh, you're still buying that shiny crap. Like no one seems to really be doing that anymore now. It's just kind of like, yeah, wrestling cards, man. They're cool again. hundred <laughs> percent. Like yeah. I, I love seeing people come in and getting into this new product and not giving a crap about the wrestling all-stars. Correct. And, and then I love seeing the wrestling all-stars guys continue to go after their own stuff and let the modern people do what they want instead of trying. Like I've always said this, like, you know, I got into this, uh, I got into the hobby to collect these things that I relate to. And I've always liked to collect things and it's just fun to try to do this and sure we can make some money doing it to, to kind of create a self-funding hobby. But um, I got into the, the content creation and I'm sure we can, we've talked about this before, 
to just kind of build the pie of wrestling cards, like put this stuff out there to the people that maybe don't know about wrestling cards. I didn't get in this to like try to play kumbaya with everybody. I don't have <laughs> to get along with everybody. I'm just putting information out there. I'm also not saying I'm an expert. I'm just putting it out there so people can take any piece of what we say, like it, dislike it, and then run with it in their own lane. That's yeah. the whole point. And that's what I love seeing with a lot of this. These new releases are just getting more people into wrestling cards. Do they stay modern and not go to the old stuff? Maybe. Do they, you know, start buying select and all of a sudden they pick some random like mid 2000s tops products and start looking because their favorite wrestler had a rookie card in that set or something. I don't know, but I love it. Yeah, I do too. You know, uh, it's just sharing the knowledge is one of the biggest thing we've always talked about sharing the knowledge like that. I mean, it's what I, it's what I've done. And that's why I like having, you know, took a, on this platform of actually doing, you know, some kind of a podcast and YouTube channels like yep. that. of just further doing stuff that I, I've been doing anyways for over 20 years anyways, like that. But now it's like, I have an opportunity to, you know, share it with other people in this way. Oh, closing it out. Let everybody know where they can find you because they should know, but should we know. still have people that say, Hey, what do you know about this? And what do we do? <laughs> we send them to wrestlingtradingcards.com. That's right. And that's where you go. That's where you can find me, man. Find everything you want to know uh, about what we do is on WrestlingTradingCards.com. All the social media, uh, how to get a hold of us is all at the bottom of every single page. And I want to continue to push the YouTube channel that you've got going because great variety. Uh, you know, there's there's collectors that you have on your platform to interview that maybe you see on Twitter maybe nobody knows who they are, but they've been collecting for 30 years. Like you, you just never know what kind of guests or what kind of topics like my, you and Paul doing your recap of the month has become one of my, I've said it before, but it's like one of my favorite videos that I don't want to miss. So make sure to check out the WTC YouTube channel because, and subscribe while you're there, please. And tell everybody about it. Cause it's, you know, that's the whole point. We're just trying to get more content out there for people. And for my content, you can check me out on YouTube, Wrestling With Cards on YouTube, Wrestling With Cards, my solo podcast. But of course, you're here for this podcast. <laughs> Whatever you're listening to this on, please subscribe and leave us a review. Tell a friend about the show. Tell a family member. Uh, maybe most importantly, try to get this out to wrestling card, or, excuse me, wrestling fans who aren't collecting the cards because we're trying to build that community. As we've said numerous times, we are seeing it um, little by little. We've kind of, uh, you know, I I don't know the the term I want to use, but we've kind of said this over and over again about how AEW and Upper Deck brought people in, mm. and then we've seen that just kind of build and build. And the whole reason of this podcast and everything we're doing is to build it even more and just continue to pump out as much as we can. So yeah, if you've got people in your community and your little uh, your your collection of friends or people you trade with and stuff like that or getting into wrestling cards there's a lot of great content out there beyond what we just put out as well yes uh, you know just share share that with them help educate them uh and and just share our podcast with them share any wrestling cards uh podcast with them and uh just get that information out there to people to help them and until next week, we thank you guys for listening. Again, subscribe, tell somebody about the show, and hey, leave us a review. I think if you think we did awesome, let us know. Give us that Dave Meltzer five star review because wrestling cards rule. Uh, Dave Meltzer doesn't. <laughs> and then if you think we suck, or if you like, you know, if you like Dave Meltzer and you didn't like my comment just there, leave us a one star review and tell us how badly. But hey, either way, you're talking about us, and controversy creates cash. So until right. next week, when we're sure to make someone else mad or 
Make some gatekeeper mad or who knows what. <laughs> Keep collecting wrestling cards and having a blast doing it. We'll see you. Wrestling cards rule. 